Christ is risen. Christos was Christi. Christos Anesti. I know it's a running argument as to whether or not Jesus ever laughed or made a joke. And I submit to you this morning that God has some humor as we read this section of the Gospel of John. You have this fascinating account, almost like a Monty Python skit, of a man who has been healed. It's pretty obvious. And everybody around him is going, what? What is going on? How is this possible? Who did this? He must not have been blind. Uh, This must be a lie. And then it's just back and forth. And then towards the end, as the man who's received his sight responds to the Pharisees as they keep probing, he says, I think you want to be his disciples too, don't you? It's just, it's hard to hear this gospel and not laugh at what seems to be right in front of them. The reality of the healing of this blind man. This morning I would like us to explore a little bit in this text what it is to face reality or ways in which we can scoot around reality, how we can avoid what is real and what is true. I'd like us to look for just a moment at how the Pharisees, when they encounter this man who has been healed, first they hear about him from the friends, then they go and find him again, and then they ask him what had happened. And so they hear the story again. He's put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Then some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. And others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. It's fascinating that the Pharisees, when they encounter this miracle, they do not glorify God. They do not wonder at the possibilities of a man and a prophet. They're familiar with scripture. You have prophets throughout the Old Testament who heal in fascinating ways even. The prophet who lies upon the child and then breathes into them outstretched as in imitating their body with his body. You have fascinating accounts of healings. You have fascinating accounts of great miracles But when it comes to hearing about clay and water and the restoring of sight, immediately their preconceptions get in the way. Sabbath. This has happened on Sabbath. How could this be? Others are confused because they think, how could a sinner do such signs? And they're locked. They've stepped off into cul-de-sacs and they're stuck there, just kind of going in circles their preconceptions about what it is, how God would heal. God could not heal on the Sabbath. Their preconceptions of signs, even though they knew all that they knew about Scripture. They said to the blind man again, Why, what do you say about him because he opened your eyes? And the blind man says, he's a prophet. Who else could do this? The Jews did not believe him. 
No, this can't be the case. You know what? How are we going to get out of this cul-de-sac? We need to go to the source. How can we really know this man was blind? Maybe he's been lying. Maybe this is all just a joke. So they go to the parents. They ask the parents, Is this your son who was born blind? How does he see now? His parents answered them and said, We know that it is our son who was born blind, but by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. Now we get a side note in the gospel. The parents probably did actually know what had happened. But because they feared the Jews and they feared the loss of their spot in the synagogue, they defer. How about you ask our grown son? He'll tell you. We know nothing. The parents, when they are encountered with the reality of attesting to what had actually happened, they defer. They defer from reality because of a fear of loss. Loss of power, of position, of standing in the community. They're going to lose their assigned seat in synagogue. So they'd rather, instead of dealing with the reality, they'll let the son answer for it. Again, they go back to the blind man. By now, I'm sure he's a little irritated because they keep asking him the same questions. Give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. And he answered, the blind man answers, he says, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. I know one thing. I was blind. Now I see. Then they said to him again, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I told you already. And you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him. He's told them they've heard it from his friends and from those who knew him from his childhood. They've heard it from him. They've heard it now from him again. And now they can't handle it. They revile him. Their idea of what a prophet should be who should be able to do miracles, that this even man was blind, they can't see the truth, the reality. They revile him and say, you are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we don't know where he's from. The man answered and said to them, why, this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he's from. Yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. The blind man, now I guess I should call him not the blind man, the one who sees cuts through all of the preconceptions, cuts through all of the fear, cuts through all of the confusion, and just puts it out there plainly. If this man healed me, 
He has to be from God. They answered him and said, You were completely born in sins, and are you teaching us? And they cast him out. Reality, when we come to face it, when it shows itself to us, and by reality I mean when we, we've all encountered this, those times in discussions with our spouses, discussions with our friends, or encounters, maybe bad encounters, with co-workers or with folks around us, or things that happen in our life, some failing, something that occurs that things suddenly click, and then we see the truth. It is hard for us to deal with it. Sometimes it's because we have preconceptions. We can't even see because we've already preset how life and our life is supposed to go. And so we put blinders on, kind of like the Pharisees at the beginning. Tunnel vision. We can't see anything outside of it. If something that is true actually disturbs us, where we suddenly get afraid of exposure, of the cost of the reality that we are being exposed to, usually we grow afraid. Afraid of what others might think of us. Afraid of what we might lose. And, like the Pharisees at the end, we may even get really angry. And turn it around on the other and say, or to this occasion of truth and say, no, 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 no. You are the one who's wrong, not me. You were completely born in sins. And you're teaching me? You're showing me the truth? I can't handle this, so now I attack. Brothers and sisters, reality is something that we all have to face. And it requires of us to be like the man who received his sight, the blind man. To be, in some senses, simple, open, single-minded, and looking for the truth. For when the truth hits us square in the face, or when the truth gives us eyes to actually see, are we going to allow our sight to come back? Or are we going to flee into the darkness? Are we going to allow our preconceptions to overrule any judgment from reality? Are we going to allow our fear to overcome us and stifle any kind of truth? Are we going to allow anger in that fear, flowing from that fear, to churn and attack the reality as it shows us our truth? Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Simple, open, ready to follow, ready to know. Who is this that you speak of? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him and is he who is talking with you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. 
Brothers and sisters, let us let Christ into our life. Let us allow the truth of Christ into our darkness. Let us cry out with the blind man, Lord, I believe, and worship him. Christ is risen. Amen.